Hello, everyone. This is John Asplund, Superintendent of District 205. Thank you for tuning in to the Galesburg 205 podcast. We will be talking to many different people within the school district during these podcasts, and this week, I'm happy to welcome Mr. Ray Vanadigam to the show. Mr. Vanadigam is a longtime business teacher at Galesburg High School, and he also serves as the boys and girls varsity swim coach for the streets. Welcome, Ray. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So uh, you're a fixture here in Galesburg at District 205, but for those few people out there that may not know who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I started teaching 19 years ago, but as I came to the school district first was for coaching, and that was 29 years ago. So what what were you doing prior to being a coach? Uh, or prior to, I'm sorry, prior to teaching? Prior to teaching, uh, if I back it up backwards, I was a financial planner for three years. Then I was a stay-at-home dad for two or three years. And that was actually one of the harder jobs. Yeah, absolutely. And then I had my own business prior to that, home improvement business. And then prior to that, I worked at the Sherwin-Williams in uh, Glen Ellen, Illinois. And I moved down to Galesburg when I got married to my wife and there wasn't a whole lot of jobs. So and there was that saying, "Take some, you know somebody helps you get in the foot in the door. Right. It kind of helps a little bit in small towns. And so I sold cars for two years right before I started my home improvement business. Wow. So 19 years you've been teaching business at Galesburg High School. So for the listener, business isn't just a class. So tell a little, tell a bit about what the variability in teaching business means. Well, I try to tell the students a lot that, you know, the business world is huge and there's so many different aspects, wholesale, retail, uh, working with contractors, working with homeowners. And then, you know, the retail part is buying clothes, going, trying it on. And I mean, and with the Internet now, there's a whole gambit of uh, jobs and different things that are in the business world that you probably wouldn't think of. But I try to try to expose them as much as I can to the, the business terminology and what type of jobs that are out there and then what you do with those jobs in that class. So that's the orientation to business class. And then I taught I just started teaching an investing class about five, six years ago. And as one of the statements I, I, I make is I wish somebody was telling me what I'm going to tell you at this age, right? because then I would have been way better off and I probably would be retired by now. Well, then we're glad no one did. So yeah. you're still here with us talking. But uh, uh, so in your investment class, uh, I happen to actually know because you've told me a little bit about it before. But uh, what are some of the innovative things that you do within that within that investing class that the kids really seem to gravitate towards? They like the stock simulation game where they get to buy and sell stock with not their money, but uh, everybody gets the same amount of money and right. we kind of make it a contest. And then they like doing the searches, I think, where they try to figure out where you can get good rates of return right. so you can apply how fast you can double your money. Yeah. Well, that, and those are, as you said, if everybody learns that and, and invest early and do the best that you can to invest early, obviously that's always going to pay div dividends down the road, literally and figuratively. So uh, other than uh, teaching business, as you said earlier, you, you have a long and storied career here as the, as the boys and girls swimming and diving coach. So what got you into that position initially and what got you into being interested in swimming? Well, when I first moved to town and I was, and the reason I told about the car salesman part last was because they said, you know, when you're selling cars, they said, you got to get to know people. So I started coaching at the Y and then the high school girls position opened up and I applied for that and got that. So while I did all those other jobs, I always coached too. So um, I started coaching in the summers of college and I really liked it, had really big teams up in the in Naperville. Yeah. And then when I moved here and I started coaching the Y team and then said, hey, this is the feeder program for the high school team. And then I had the opportunity to do that. And 
I just like helping kids get faster and better and, and swimming could be a lifelong sport. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, that is, that is the great thing about swimming is that you can do that for the rest of your life. You don't need 10 of your buddies to show up to go do it or anything like that. You can just do that on your own. So, uh, so you started as the girls coach 29 years ago and, um, um, you know, you have had quite a bit of success. So what are some of the highlights of the of previous season before we talk about this season? Well, for the girls, uh, so I've done 29 years of girls, and this is my 11th season starting next week for boys. Uh, but for the girls, I think the probably the biggest accomplishment we've had was that we won conference eight years in a row. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, so eight straight years, and we've only we've won it 10, and then we've done it eight in a row. And then four of those years, we were undefeated in a row right? in dual meets. So I think those are the, probably the bigger accomplishments and now, how do you, how did it get to that point? Like what, you, because you talked about having the feeder program. And so you, you knew those girls for a long time. Like how did, how did you come to develop such a juggernaut there for such a, you know, an extended period of time? Well, I, I think it has to do with um, camaraderie amongst the girls. And then when, and, and it started that eight year run started with what my biggest freshman class ever. And then that year they won, they won it for four years. Right. And then after that, I still had some of those kids that were used to it with them. And then I had the new group that wasn't quite as big. It was like half as many. And then I got to carry it on. So I think the the success, the individual improvement, because I really strive for individual improvement as a coach. Sure. Because usually if you keep improving, the winning kind of takes care of itself. Right. And if you got enough people improving, enough people starting to win, then the team comes together. So we kind of built that atmosphere, I guess. So to somebody who's never been to a swim meet, how many races are there? There's 12 events. There's one diving event. Uh, we do our diving at the YMCA. And then there's 11 swimming. And three of those are relays. Okay. And you, you score points a little differently for relays than you do individuals. And for dual meets, it's kind of a strategy because you can try to score all your people and put them in events that depending on who you're going against. Right. So then as a coach, then you would have some people that would be great individual performers, but maybe the relay team was going to be really good. So how do you go about deciding whether somebody's going to be an individual or doing a relay or both, depending on the, the situation. Well, the IHSA's rules state that you can swim four events, uh, the maximum of two individual. So you could do three relays and one individual, or you could do two and two. Okay. So they, they kind of tie your hands a little bit, but I usually points wise and strategy wise, you're better off doing two and two, two individuals and two relays. Okay. But, this year, just ending my girl season, I had one of my better swimmers swim three relays and one individual. Okay. So I kind of went against that a little bit for what was best for her and the team. Now for the diving part, does the, does the diving part count among the four? Or can you have a fifth if you do diving or is that a completely separate issue? Nope. It counts one of the four. Okay. And I have a lot of divers who end up swimming too. So they'll do, they'll do their diving practice. Then they'll come over and do swimming practice and I can use them. That's a, that's a lot of, that's a commitment. Yes. I mean, right. Those are, those yep. are completely different. I mean, there's, they're really, other than they end up in water, diving and swimming aren't really no, related at all. You could dive and not be able to swim. Right. But if you can't swim, good luck in right. the swim meet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In yeah. the swim portion of it. Yeah. Coach, I want to go up for track, but I'm not so much for the running. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah. doesn't work out. Uh, so you just finished a season, the finished a girl season. And so why don't you give us the highlights of this, this uh, just recently mm -hmm. finished girl season. Well, we had a, a relatively uh, smaller team. Uh, we had 15 on the roster. And what's big for swimming? Um, I like to keep my numbers at 24 because okay. then it keeps the competition for the varsity spots a little bit there. But then you can um, 
put together two complete teams, one JV, one varsity, okay. and then everybody participates every meet. And when you have less than that, then you kind of have some that don't quite get to swim four races. And right. I, I like to have everybody involved as much as possible. So you have 15 out this year. And so uh, what, what struck, you know, this year, what were some of the high points? Uh, well, last uh, two weeks, three weeks ago, we finished second at conference, uh, which I would say as when the season started, I would, I wouldn't have, foresaw that. And then as we progress and kept getting better and better and better, uh, we ended up saying, Hey, we're now better than those guys. We weren't at the beginning of the year. And, and the way we train and the way we do things, uh, and the philosophy is constantly improving. We tend to have a, a more success during the season as well as the end where i saw one team at sectionals last weekend that they had huge time drops, but they were not very good all year long. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's, that would be frustrating if you said 13 swim meets and you didn't do very good until the 14th. Right. So I, I kind of mix it up so that we have some good meets throughout the season, too. Yeah. So uh, of the 15, how many will be coming back, do you think, next year? 12. 12? Okay. And then, uh, and then we'll get a uh, couple you, more freshmen. You know, a few you know. freshmen will come up. And then, you know, trying to get those numbers back up to close to 24, ideally, as we move forward. So then now we're, we're moving into the boys' season right now. So... Uh, how many boys do you believe you have out? Well, from indications, it looks like we're going to have 20. Um, and five will dive and swim. One will just dive. And then the other fifth, 14 will just swim. Okay. And so, then how many diving events are there? Just one. Just the one? Yep. One diving and 11 swimming. Okay. So the one diving. And that's all just straight like what you'd see in the Olympics where you'd yep. have the, the judges over there giving you a four or a six or whatever it is. And um, in swim meets, the the events are the same, whether it's a dual meet, an invite, or a try, or a sectionals. But in diving, if it's a dual meet, there's only six dives. Okay. So depending on how many divers you have competing that day, I mean, diving could almost last as long as the rest of the swim meet. Wow. Because they have to do six dives. And then on the Saturday meets or the invites, there are 11 dives. Oh, so, 11 yeah. dives. And there's five different categories in diving. And what are they? Uh, there's forward, reverse inward back dive and twister wow and, and so uh you and miss qualls uh work together to try to instruct now that's got to be incredibly difficult to try to master all of those as a coach so that you can instruct because not every diver is going to do this going to do all all of those right uh well each meet if it's an invitational you have to cover each category twice and then you can pick a third category one time like there's 11 dives. So there's five categories. There's five times two is 10. Right. So there's the 10 dives. Then you can pick the extra repeating category. And then the regular meets, you have to cover four out of the four out of, you have a required dive. Then you got to cover four other dives categories. So you have to have a, a vast array of tricks to coach up somebody who's never done one dive versus the person that's been diving for their whole life. Right? Correct. And in Galesburg, since we don't have, uh, diving outside of the high school team uh, coach Qualls has done a really good job she's she's gotten better and better every single year that she's been involved with us and uh she i call her the diving expert and i'm say i'll do the swimming aspects of it well that's got to be a relief too so yeah. you don't have to be a master of everything you can just turn that over to i her. judge for every once in a while but, yeah because i've had so many different diving coaches that out of the 29 years that i've had to pick up some things here and there but she's done a really well really good job Wow. And she's been, this is about her fifth or sixth year. Sixth year, I think. Yeah. 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 yeah and we're very thankful she's, she's uh, able to do that for us. So, uh, so uh, coming up, when's your first meet? 
Uh, be Friday, December third against Pekin at Pekin. At Pekin. When's your first home meet? Around about. Uh, you don't have. Uh, a schedule so it's about a you. week and a half later. Okay. And then December conference and sectionals. Those are in what month? Those are always in February. February. Okay. So so your season is going to go basically from November first to the end of February, or yeah. longer if, yeah, if you, you have go somebody to state. that goes yeah. to state. Now, is state still held up in uh, up in the suburbs? Well, yeah, it's held in the suburbs. So it's been the, at Evanston for years. Well, it's been right? Evanston or New Trier, and they rotate right. girls or boys. So each one will host one each year. Yeah. This year is the first time it's not been at one of those places since I've been involved. And where did they, they move it? To? They moved it to Westmont because Westmont built a brand new nine lane facility. Oh. So now their IHSA is working on changing the rule that says only top twelve make finals to more than 12 because you have more than six lanes. More lanes yeah wow well that's nice yeah so i think the coaches will be excited and westmont's not a very big high school that's uh that's amazing. oh yeah it's a smaller school yeah i mean they only have about 550 kids in their high school and i don't I know used if to be they, in a conference with them up I, north. and i think maybe uh, my dad lives in downers grove and i went to naperville uh for college and i kind of know the area there real well and i'm thinking they must be using it for more than just one place. I would it's have, to, have think to be so. a multi-use facility. Yeah, I would agree with that. Because, yeah, Westmont's an interesting town in that it's a very small school surrounded by huge schools. Yeah, and, uh, right. And Westmont itself isn't a very big town, although there's plenty of money walking around Westmont. So I'm sure they can afford Enough pool. to build a pool. <laughs> Enough to build a really nice pool. pool. Yeah. Well, that's exciting that, they, that they've done that. And I, I, I know we didn't have one. We didn't have anybody qualify in the girls meet this year. We had somebody miss it by 16100s. Oh, my gosh. And in swimming terms, on paper, 16100s looks like a lot. But I'm going to clap my hands. That's 2100s right there in between the claps. All that training and you missed by 16100. 16100. That's uh, now, is, is that uh, athlete, is that a senior? Uh, sophomore. Sophomore. Yeah. Okay. And anybody who beat her was a senior. Okay. So much to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, there. that's exactly what I told her. All right. <laughs> so at least the future is bright there. Yeah. yeah. You'd hate for that to happen your senior year. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, well, that's that's uh, that's a relief. So we'll look forward to seeing her at state next year in Westmont in yeah. a brand new pool. And they're supposedly going to host it there as long as it. Yeah, until New Trier yeah. and Evanston step up and build a 12 lane pool, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, well, uh, so I, I believe we're at our end for today, but I'm really thankful that, that Raven Ottagam's come in today, and we're really fortunate to have him here, uh, not only in the staff at Galesburg High School as a teacher, but as a coach, a longtime, very successful coach. So thank you, Ray. All right, thank you. Have a good day.